name is Thais Gibson, and I'm the creator of the Personal Development School. This is your daily breakthrough video, and in this video, I want to talk to you a little bit about 10 major signs of gaslighting. So this video came about because a lot of people talk about this topic. I do have other videos on this channel that you can Google, or I'll put the link to in the description box below that are just about what gaslighting is. But I see on a regular basis through client sessions in the past, um, through different webinar questions that come up for our students in the present, that a lot of individuals ask, like, how do I know if I'm being gaslit or not? So I've answered them in here, but wanted to put some content out here as well. I thought it would be really, really valuable. So if you find, number one, that something truly feels off about a memory that you're rehashing or an event that took place and somebody's telling you, no, this is how the event was. It's like this instead of this. And, and you're feeling really confused and sort of bewildered by that. That's our first major sign. And one of the big things that's extremely important to pay attention to here is usually when people get gaslit, when they're in some sort of a relationship where there's a very unhealthy pattern of gaslighting, you know, often the first few times the person does question the situation and they think, oh, the, my, my partner, or my loved one has a different memory than me. But through repetition plus emotion, it's really repetition and emotion that imprints the subconscious mind. And so what happens is through repetition over time, this brings us to sign number two, which is that eventually the person being gaslit becomes, you know, sort of starts like questioning themselves. And the reason for this is because repetition plus emotion is part of what programs the subconscious at quite a deep level. And so somebody eventually develops programs that, that make them doubt themselves over time. And this is where it is of the utmost importance to practice rebuilding tr self-trust if you've ever been in a position before where somebody has gaslit you over and over again. This can be through a past abusive relationship. This can be through an unhealthy family dynamic, um, an unhealthy friendship dynamic, whatever it might be. It can even be something from like all the way back in childhood. But if we've been gaslit a bunch of times, I just want you to know that you've basically been programmed to question yourself over and over. And if we weren't doing anything to equilibrate those programs or reprogram these things as they were taking place, it will create a lot of self-doubt and problems with self-trust at a subconscious level. Now, um, before I go into sign number three, if you want to do a deeper dive into rebuilding self-trust, you can check it out for free for seven days. And even if you don't have time to finish the whole course, if you go into the back of our self-trust course that you can click the link in the description box below. We'll give you access to all of our 50 plus courses and webinars and all that stuff. Go into the back of the self-trust course and there's a rebuilding self-trust module. And it will help you actually go through the reprogramming steps necessary to really rebuild that self-trust so you're not left over. You don't have any of these leftover like symptoms from being gaslit because you know if somebody gaslights you once, okay, that's not cool, not healthy, huge red flag. If you're getting gaslit frequently in a relationship, it can actually, in a way, produce like, you know, lasting imprints at the subconscious level that are not healthy to carry around. So it's really important that we can undo anything that was done onto us um, from this dynamic if this was perhaps part of your, you know, past relationship experiences or childhood or whatever it might be. Okay. So that brings us to symptom number two you're doubting yourself. Number three, um, this is a really interesting one, and this is where you can really start picking the pieces apart. It, the event is usually about something that someone has a bit of a motive to gaslight you about. Usually that motive is not really strong, but if you are paying attention to the overarching themes of the relationship, there is a motive that usually drives the gaslighter. 
So what I mean by this is if you find that, for example, you're in a relationship with somebody who really loves power, who's always in a power struggle with you, who always wants to be right, who has a hard time apologizing and taking accountability, who seems to derive some sense of subconscious satisfaction or even like relief from keeping you small and putting you down a little bit, even covertly, even indirectly, um, then we have motive, right? We have the context for somebody who either feels insecure enough within themselves to have to gaslight you and feel like that meets a need or um, some sort of dynamic where um, there's motive to win the power struggle in some kind of form, right? Which is also usually driven by like insecurity, but um, you know, there's some sort of motive or it could be, for example, that this person has a different opinion than you and they don't want to take accountability for um, their potential for being incorrect or their wrongdoing of an action. And so again, they gaslight you in the situation and there can be a shirking of accountability, um, a shirking of having to acknowledge your feelings or apologize, these sorts of things. So in one way or another, either directly related to the situation or indirectly in these overarching themes related to the relationship, the person seems to have some sort of motive to gaslight according to their personality, their patterns, or the situation itself. Number four, you find yourself either with that person or kind of chronically with that person, maybe not just in the situation, but chronically with that person feeling unseen, unheard, and misunderstood. Number five, when you have a difference of opinion, the person doesn't hold space for you. They are unwilling to discuss details and they, they glaze over it completely. So for example, if somebody says to you, um, let's say you bring up a, a comment and you say, you know what, yesterday when you said that comment to me in front of everybody, it hurt my feelings. It didn't feel very appropriate. That comment, you know, felt private and I didn't appreciate you sharing that. And let's say the gaslighter comes to you and says, um, I never said that. What are you talking about? If you try to go into details rather than the person, um, allowing you to share those details and trying to figure out where there may be a miscommunication that took place instead of being like, what time was that at? Or when did I say that? Like, you know, I was really busy yesterday. I'm sorry. I don't remember. Can you rehash the details or can you remind me? Or, oh, I can't believe I would say that. I don't remember at this moment, but like, you know, I, I'll make an effort not to do that again. Instead of validating your opinion or wanting to hear your opinion or your feelings about the situation in any way, they glaze over it completely. And they will do this through either deflecting or even going into a position where they attack you instead. So they won't, they'll say, oh, you never remember anything. Oh, don't be silly. Like you're ridiculous. Oh, like you're, who are you to tell me, you know, what your, the, the details of things you have the worst memory, or they'll do things that are like these subtle, like I'm going to glaze over the situation. I'm not going to unpack the details with you. And I'm even going to go so far as to put you down in a small way, or even in a large way and just attack back rather than not actually hold space to have a conversation in a, an adult form about a situation. Okay. And again, these are really big red flags. Like, and I'm not just saying this because gaslighting can really cause havoc long-term um, if we get subconsciously programmed, because remember our imprints in the relationship to ourselves form the relationship to ourselves because it's the, our subconscious mind that we live with every day. So if somebody's gaslighting us over and over and over again in a romantic relationship, usually the person leaving that relationship ends up gaslighting themselves, constantly doubting, distrusting their own feelings, distrusting their own boundaries, distrusting their own intuition, you know, all these different things. And usually it's because you actually got programmed over time from some of these different dynamics you were exposed to repetitively. So anyway, it's just really important to pay attention to. But even deeper than that is the fact that when 
somebody gaslights and isn't willing to hold space to have a conversation. Well, what that really means is like, it's going to be very difficult to actually resolve problems in a relationship, which usually keeps us in the power struggle stage of a relationship long-term. So these are really important things to just pay attention to, not just for the damage that can be done in a relationship dynamic, but also um, just the lack of ability to really create resolution and feel like there's a product, a productivity or or productive manner to the relationship um, when it comes to conflict resolution. So anyways, Um, Another big thing is the person is unwilling to see your side or actively listen. Um, So again, like they will glaze over, deflect, attack, these sorts of things, but but may even just like not want to listen, turn off, shut down, stonewall, tune you out, these sorts of things as well. Another big one that's important in here is that there can tend to be a really strong lack of empathy about your experience of the situation. It's not like, oh, you're being silly, but like, sorry that you're hurt. And I'm sorry if I hurt you in any way. And like, you know, let's talk about it. It's like, you know, which still wouldn't be a good approach, but, but because there's still the deflecting or or pushing it back on you thing, but there's no room for your feelings either. There's no room for your point of view. There's no room for, um, you know, anything related to having a difference of opinion than the gaslighter themselves. Um, oftentimes we'll, we'll find things like the gaslighter makes a sweeping statement about the situation. So, you know, you always remember things wrong. You never know what you're talking about. Again, these are like just patterns that I've seen over and over and over again with clients and like when they get gaslit and some of these dynamics that are taking place. Um, again, the person, we kind of touched on this earlier, but it's number nine, the person attacks you rather than debates the viewpoint. Okay. Um, and last but not least, the person is often condescending, critical, or even punishing to you um, afterwards in some form through like silent treatment or spitefulness or these sorts of things. And again, these are all really important red flags to pay attention to. And if we have a conversation and these things aren't changing, you're not going to see the relationship without being able to move through some of these painful dynamics, move into a healthy long-term trajectory a lot of the time. So I'm not saying by any means that all people who gaslight are terrible people or anything like that. But usually this is a really counterproductive coping mechanism somebody's developed because they're afraid to feel their own shame. They're afraid to take accountability. And so they gaslight others as a subconscious strategy to avoid those things. But it just, it's like pain spreading more pain. And so unless this pattern changes, it's definitely something that you have to pay close attention to if you see pieces of it and want to really focus on setting boundaries around and taking space from individuals who would do a lot of this in our relationships um, so that that trauma doesn't sort of get passed along. And hopefully the gaslighter gets to learn the lesson of, um, you know, having to take accountability for their actions and be able to work through some of these things long-term. And hopefully it's an opportunity for growth. So anyways, that's it for me for today. I hope this makes sense. Um, Please like, share, and subscribe if you haven't already. And again, if you want to take that course for free for seven days, you can check it out using the link in the description box below. And when you go into the dashboard, just type in um, trust and you'll see overcoming trust and, or sorry, overcoming jealousy and repairing broken trust course. And it's a quite long course. And in the very back, you'll see the modules and towards the end, you'll see repairing self-trust module. And it will really help you do a deep dive into that if you've had any of these experiences in the past. So thank you for watching. Please like, share, and subscribe, and I'll see you in the next video.